I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sometimes it's clear why we're feeling angry, but a lot of the time we react angrily to, angrily to something and later think, why did I get so mad? Or maybe you're just noticing an undercurrent of anger and resentment in your day-to-day life or that you seem to get mad way too easily. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to give you some hard truth today that if you're noticing that you're feeling anger, resentment, and frustration on a daily basis, there's something you really need to address and fix. And I'm here for you as always. Today, I'm going to teach you the five real reasons you're angry so you can make some real changes in how you feel. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Yay. Hello. 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 So nice to have you here today. I'm so excited. I We're going to do a few weeks that are going to rock your world. I'm sort of getting ready in my head for... Um, the holidays when we therapists are the busiest. That's our really busy season because everyone's seeing their family and everything else. So my goal is to work with you right now while you're listening to this and get you really ready before the holidays. So you're feeling just amazing and can't wait to ring in 2022. Can you believe that? Now two is my favorite number. I just want you to know. I love two. I love 12. I love 22. So 
2022, how is that not my year? How is that not the year that Abby just goes, well, we're already a little global, which is very exciting. Maybe we're going to be super global. I don't know. If you have ideas for how I could take over the world, you let me know. We're always empire building here at Abby Metcalf Thriving. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and if you haven't yet, if you want to hear about all that and just, you know, get some weekly inspiration other than the podcast, which hopefully you listen to every week. I do have a newsletter and it comes out once a week and it is really meant for, I tell little stories or, you know, actually coming up is my five change your life products that I use that I love that I'm going to share with everybody. Uh, but a lot of times it's a story of my life or a story of a client or a friend or something or something in the world that I kind of turn into, you know, uh, something that I'm telling you to give you inspiration for the week. That's my goal, that you read the newsletter, it just takes a few minutes every week, and that you really feel good. You have a little a little charge, you know, and then if you were watching my reels on Instagram, I put those, those out all the time, you know, 30 seconds, you, you know, and listening to the podcast or reading the blog or seeing me on YouTube. And when you do all these things, it's a way to keep yourself motivated day to day to day because I, hey, I'm with you. I, I do my things to stay motivated. So I'm here also for you to help you. So, okay, let's get to it. Here we go. First things first, I say this a lot. I know, I know, but I don't care. I'm going to say it again. Anger is a healthy emotion. Repeat after me right now, wherever you are. <laughs> Anger is a healthy emotion. Anger can be motivating. It is certainly a reasonable response if uh, there's a threat to your physical, emotional, spiritual being or whatever. However, anger should dissipate once the threat is gone. If you feel angry for days or years <laughs> after an event or about something, that's not anger anymore. That's resentment. And resentment is the worst. Remember that I've said it before. I'll say it again. Re, R-E, at the beginning of a word in English means again. So resentment is literally that you're re-sensing something or feeling something again. And so always, you know, this is reminding you of something from your past. You are reacting to something from your past. And uh, uh, Robert Enright, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon, the Forgiveness Trailblazer, so-called by Time Magazine, um, he said, he had this great quote. He said, anger can be a lot like alcohol. Too much of it can become addictive and ruin your life. And right, little bit's fine, but boy, you don't want it everywhere. So again, if you're feeling angry, <clears throat> resentful, or frustrated on the daily, then there's absolutely something else going on that you need to uncover. You know, if you're, if everything your mom says to you feels like an attack or, if you often notice that the, the level of your response doesn't fit the situation, you know, you get too angry, so to speak, these are times to stop, take stock, and figure out what's really going on. So I'm going to give you today the five real reasons you're angry. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's behind it? So we can make some changes. All right, let's do this thing. Number one, you're afraid. You're afraid. I am forever quoting author Celeste Ng, who uh, wrote this, I don't even read much fiction, but it was a really good book, by the way, Little Fires Everywhere. But anyway, in that book, she said, anger is the bodyguard of fear. And 
freaking genius. That woman's a genius. Celeste, I hope you listen. I'm giving you a shout out. You're freaking genius. Your writing is amazing. Your way with words. Anger is a bodyguard of fear. Yes, I don't think truer words have ever, ever been said. When you're feeling anger or resentment, I want you to ask yourself two questions to get to what's really going on. The first thing you're going to ask yourself is what else am I feeling right now? So what's below the anger? You got to kind of lift it up. What's below this? And once you've identified that, you can answer the second question, which is what am I really afraid of? What am I afraid of right now? And I will tell you that there's... We're afraid of all kinds of things, but they generally boil down to our fear of abandonment and rejection. And those are age old, hardwired fears that we need, you know, you got to identify so you can stop reacting to them. It's, uh, it, it was a survival thing. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how long we've been on this planet. It hasn't been that long. Evolution has not caught up and we are hardwired for fear. And we are especially hardwired to be in community because if we got thrown out of the clan or the tribe, we were dead. So we really had to not be alone. It literally meant death. So we're ultimately, you know, afraid that our partners are going to leave us or that we'll be all alone somehow. Believe it or not, that is so much of the time what you're really mad about. If again, you lift up under the anger and really ask yourself, you'll find that you're feeling, uh, anxious or worried, you know, sad. And again, you'll even identify the actual fear. You'll, you'll be like, oh, I'm, real, I'm actually afraid. So, and I, I say this a lot, you know, when you're angry at something, you're really saying that you fear it or you fear your reaction to it. You know, when we, when, when it's like when we say we hate something, you know, I hate this thing. I'm so, it, we're saying hate is a way of saying that you're afraid of something. I hate roller coasters, me, and I like roller coasters, but means that you're afraid of them. That's why you hate them. Why else would you hate them? Uh, if you say you hate your ex, you're saying you're f- afraid of your ex. You Maybe it's your reaction to your ex, you know, that you're afraid of how you are around them or what they're going to do, but, um, or how you feel about them. But I'm telling you, when we are full of that anger, and hate and any of that other stuff, that's really what that's about. So, okay, that's reason number one, you're afraid and ask yourself those two questions. Real reason number two, you're angry, what's underneath is your poor boundaries. And I'm gonna, again, go out on a limb and say that I think that poor boundaries are at the heart of just about every angry, resentful, or frustrated feeling you have. And there, and there are a few ways that poor boundaries show up. So, you know, maybe you're saying yes to things when you really want to say no. Maybe you feel like you, you have to do things for uh, family, friends, or, you know, at work. So you're, you're acting like a victim or, or allowing yourself to be treated poorly. And that's a problem. And that's what that is. When you're saying that someone else is in, in charge of you, that I can't help it, I have to do this. Uh, no. Unless you are an indentured servant, literally, and you're chained up somewhere, you don't have to. These are, again, we all have choices. And so uh, I was working with a couple recently who were kind of on the treadmill of work and what we have to, and we have to have these things, and we have to have, you know, this life we have and the kids, and we have to send them, you know, to private school and da, da, da. And so they were having all these excuses, and they were angry at each other and, and yelling and screaming all the time. 
and that's a load of crap. You, you don't have to drive a brand new car. You don't have to have a car payment even, you know. You don't have to send your kids to private school. Or if you do choose that, maybe give up something else. You don't, they don't have to be in five sports. They don't have, you know, we, we get in our heads that these things have to happen. And uh, they don't. They don't. I'm just saying it. I, you're going to, I know somebody right now is listening to me going, F you, Abby. <laughs> Screw you. I am telling you. I really am telling you this because I love you and because it has worked with literally thousands of people I've worked with. When you get the boundaries, your life changes and you start feeling different. When you're a people pleaser, think about this. When you're a people pleaser, you are left feeling mentally and physically exhausted and then you end up resenting those that are making you feel that way. And it's they're not making you anything. It's not anyone's job to keep your boundaries. That's your job. And I am getting very Jewish mother bossy right now. I feel myself preaching. I'm going to back up for just a second. But that's the real deal. You cannot, cannot blame other people for your lot in life. It's just you got to get over that. And again, it's your poor boundaries. When someone doesn't respect your damn boundaries, it is up to you to make sure you fall through with an appropriate response or consequence. If you're blaming others for making you feel a certain way, you've got yourself some crappy boundaries and it's time to get clear on your standards, you know, because that's how you decide your boundaries. You have to know what your standards are, what you need, what you must have, what your core, you know, deal breakers are. And you have to hold those boundary steady. And everyone has sort of different things that are important to them. And because I love you the way I do, I do have a, uh, and I just thought of this now, but I have a, um, like a little worksheet, a little, I call them a quick sheet to help you identify your standards because that's really helpful in understanding your boundaries. So uh, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be below the video, wherever you are right now. Uh, if you're, you know, you can get that quick sheet and definitely use it. So identify your boundary, your standards, and then you can create your boundaries around that because you don't want to have 100 boundaries. And I, of course, have fabulous, fabulous uh, podcasts and blogs and everything about how to set boundaries. I will also link to those in the show notes and how to say no and really stick to it. I got it all. So, and another way your poor boundaries are showing up probably, which I just thought of, is that if you think, that the only way other people will listen to you is if you lose your shit. Oh, I have to yell, otherwise no one listens. Uh-uh. No, sister. No, brother. No. No, no, no. That's your crappy boundaries again. It's not about them listening to you. It's about you listening to you and holding your boundary and having a consequence for people that don't respect it the first time. <laughs> I, you know... I like to give everybody a gimme, right? So I can tell them once what it is and what they need to do. But after that, if it keeps happening, then that's on me. I need to figure out what to change or what to do different to hold that boundary. And I want to get clear that it's not, you know, doesn't mean that you just cut people off. That's... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's not, I talk about all that in the loving, in the keys to loving detachment podcast, which I'll also link to. Uh, but that's not the answer. You don't want to get black and white with things. You don't want to either, you know, let people trample your boundaries, which is having boundaries that are too, what I call thin, or then going F you, cutting people off, not speaking to them again, and having boundaries, again, that I call too thick. You want to have the same boundaries all the time, and it doesn't matter what other people are doing, your boundaries don't change. If they're nicer, if they're meaner, if they're whatever, it doesn't matter. You have your boundary, you hold it all the time, and you remind people of it when they when they trample, and then you take action, action, if they continue to do it. You might not like it because it's going to mean some work for you, but it is way better than all the complaining and all the fetching and all the bitching. It's not, it's not getting us anywhere. And I'll say a last piece that I just, just happened with a client recently. An- another way bad boundaries show up is in being a martyr. If you are rationalizing being a martyr in some way, but you're, you know, you're doing it, but you're, but you're rationalizing it. So uh, the one I, I hear a lot is, uh, I can't take time off work because then I just have twice as much when I get back. Again, that's your boundary. That's your boundary with your boss, whatever. And I know I can hear you yelling at me right now. Well, Abby, I have to do this or I'll get fired. Then I don't, then create a new resume. There's lots of people who don't live this way in their work. You Have you even tried talking to your boss? Have you even tried to step up? I will tell you, the clients I have who actually go to their bosses or managers or whoever and say, this is too much, I can't do it, do not get fired. They they get said, oh, you're such a good worker because you are. The people who are worried in this way are the best workers. <laughs> your job wants to keep you. You've been working your butt off. So when you put that boundary out, People respect it. They go, oh, oh, I didn't know. They don't know because you're not saying anything. You're complaining to your husband or your whoever or your best friend or me, and you're not telling them. So you have to tell the person. Again, I feel myself getting preachy Jewish, bossy Jewish mother on you. Okay, I'm going to step back. I'm being self-aware. I get, I just, this comes up so much. And the one I had the other day with a client, she said, um, you know, between taking care of my of the kids and my mom, she, you know, her mom is has Alzheimer's. It's so sad. Uh, and she's taking care of her mom. She says, you know, I don't have any time for myself or my self-care. You know, I've been assigning her some things I want her to be doing for herself. And again, that's a rationalization. That's not having proper boundaries. If you weren't around, what would be happening to your mom? Would she just be dead on the side of the road? I don't think so. So, you know, what other resources are there? What other options are there? How else could, what do the kids again really need five sports and three instruments and a, a special language and, a, you know, be thoughtful about what you think has to happen because you have limits. I love you. Stop, stop abusing yourself. We all, I have limits. 
I can't do it all. Nobody can. I, what do I say all the time? Oprah can't do it all. If Oprah can't do it all, then you can't do it all. Oprah's a freaking billionaire with the world at her fingertips. Didn't have kids, didn't get married. You know, she, and I don't, that's great. Good for Oprah. I, 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 don't we all want that life? I think, you know, she has a great life. Good friends, strong relationships, wonderful partner, all the good things. But she, in her world, knew her boundaries in whatever way that was. She could have had kids or adopted or gotten married 20 times or done whatever. She, of course, could have done. She's Oprah. But even she, right? She's had trouble with her weight. She has struggled with her, with weight issues forever. You know, even Oprah can't do it all. So you gotta like check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay, number three, your anger is due to an underlying mental health issue. That is the other thing I see coming up a lot that people miss. Anger, frustration, and overwhelm are often signs of either an undiagnosed or undertreated mental health issue. So angry outbursts, they're one of the key signs of depression and they often get, get missed because, you know, people always think of depressed people as laying in bed and not saying anything, but often they have angry outbursts. That's one of the signs. If you have anxiety, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and then lash out at other people. One of the symptoms of a substance abuse problem is often a lower frustration tolerance. And by the way, I see that a lot with people who smoke a lot of pot, but anyway, but it's with alcohol and other drugs too. Uh, they, so they can have angry outbursts because they have a very low frustration tolerance. Now, it's possible that you've been diagnosed with one of those conditions, so you know you have it, but you're not being treated effectively. That's the other thing. So you could be on a, a wrong prescription, or maybe you need to take a prescription if you're not. You could be on the wrong dose of a prescription of a certain medication, uh, or you're not receiving the right type of counseling for your particular needs. All of those things can be true. So you either, again, might have something that's undiagnosed and it would be really great to get yourself uh, checked. Um, and Or you might have something that's diagnosed but it's not being treated effectively. Okay. Number four, and this is really my people. So we're all going to stand unite right now. Number four, real reason you're angry is you're a control enthusiast. That's what we call them, right? You're not a control, well, you are a control freak. And I can say that because I'm a freak. When you're trying to control the world and can't, because nobody can, even, again, even Oprah can't, it's easy to get annoyed and angry. Maybe you don't like how your partner is parenting your kids. You think they're doing it all wrong. Maybe you see a much easier way to do things at work, but no one will listen to you and they're making you do all this extra work and it's driving you nuts. Maybe you're asking your kid to clean up after themselves and once again, they leave the house and there is still a huge mess in their room. Or is that just me and my wonderful teenage boy? I, I've been very open with my own control issue struggles, uh, issues, and I need to tell you that you've got to give up trying to control the world if you want to be happy, if you want to let go of this anger. And it is time again for that loving detachment. Let's all sing it together right now. Loving detachment. I shouldn't sing. I have a terrible voice. Okay. But, and again, I'll link to it on the show notes page. I have a really great, uh, I have a video on it on YouTube. I got it everywhere. So please come check out how to be, how to work on your loving detachment because it is really a key to happiness. And because, and you want to work on that loving detachment and then really look at why you feel this need to control situations and other people. Once again, you'll ask yourself those questions I mentioned earlier. What, when you feel that need to control, 
you stop. This is what I have to do. I, I do this all the time. What And for me, I notice because I get very impatient. So as soon as I feel the impatience, like just now I was, <laughs> right? I act like you're sitting in front of me, right? I'm, I'm on here going, you got to stop. What are you doing? I'm yelling at you. I'm on my soapbox. I'm being all bossy, uh, right? I'm a control freak. You see it. There I am. I'm doing it. And so what else am I feeling right now? Let's do it. <laughs> What's below my need to try to control you? My fear, right? Fear is right down there. I'm sad. I, I know that so many people have changed their lives. I've seen, again, literally, it's 37 years in the business, thousands of people get pick up what I'm laying down right now and be transformed and truly have a happier life. And I want that for you. And I get, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't cry. <laughs> but I get really passionate about it because, you know, your life is now. Don't wait. Don't wait. You're not supposed to be angry every day. You're not supposed to be resentful all the time. You're not supposed to feel this low level of frustration day to day. That is not what we're here on earth to do. And you can't be really in the loving relationships that you want when that's the undercurrent. And I want that for you. I so want that for you. And so... I see it, you know, I'll go deep and go, okay, I'm trying to control people. And you know what? The first thing we learn in counseling, you know how doctors learn do no harm. That's like their first, that's their first commandment if you're an MD. The first commandment of counseling is meet the client where they're at. And so my, you know, I'm not, you're not my client though. So I'm going to be preachy. But when I'm working with a client, you know, it's really important not to get too preachy like I just did. And, you know, sometimes I do, but to really meet them where they are and kind of find out what's going on to kind of bring them to whatever their next place is, right? So again, you're going to ask these questions. What's below this need to control, this anger? And then what am I really afraid of? And get real and then take a different tact, okay? So Again, I have a whole podcast on learning to deal with your control issues. I even have one if your partner's the one who's controlling. So what to do if your partner's controlling, what to do if you're controlling, but getting over the control issues is paramount to finding peace and emotional regulation in your life. And I want you to have it. And there you have it. So, and you know, I'm with you. I'm in the club with you. <laughs> I'd love to say I've got it licked. I do not. It's... Uh, it's definitely the thing that for me, I have to be really uh, aware of. Uh, there you go. Number five, let's finish this up. The real reason you're angry, number five, is you're masking guilt. I see this a lot. You might feel angry at someone, but you don't feel permission to be. So it's coming out as this displaced anger. Uh, the two most kind of common things, well, Two of the things I can think of literally off the top of my head from clients. I have one, I'm thinking of a woman whose husband is an alcohol, actually it's her fiance, is an alcoholic who's trying to get sober, but, and she, but she's furious. You know, it's, it's money and time and resources and he, he doesn't, you know, he's been in and out of rehabs and she's pissed, but she doesn't feel like she's allowed to be pissed. So she doesn't, right? So because why I can't be mad he's trying to get clean he's working on this so I can't be mad of course you can be mad but that's not what she thinks she can so she's been having a lot of issues at work so she's actually been very kind of patient with him at home and she's been sort of the rock of Gibraltar and holding it down and she does speak very lovingly and very warmly about what he's doing and she's going to Al-Anon she's doing all the things but she's losing her shit at work 
she's losing it at work and uh, getting into some issues. And that's actually what she came to therapy for, believe it or not, was the anger management she said she needed at work. And so, of course, when I started, you know, unpacking, when we started unpacking, we became clear what it was. And there's, I'm thinking of another client I have who was raised by a single mom and his mom worked three jobs. He, his dad was absent. Uh, but so she was like never there. Right. And he and his brother, he said, you know, we had everything. She really made sure that we had, you know, there was always food. She would stay up late at night and cook and make sure they had lunches to take the next day. And she literally, literally was working three jobs to keep home together. And, you know, she was, uh, his grandmother, uh, grandfather, actually, sorry, was involved some and all these other things. But intellectually, so intellectually, he understood that, and, and he talks about his mother and how amazing she was and j- is and was. And, but the problem is <laughs> he was actually, his little kid self was mad. So y- yes, you think you understand that and you do, you intellectually understand something, but little kids, young kids don't really have the brain capacity to understand that. They're not that abstract. They're very concrete. That's how the brain works when you're a kid. So all he knew was that she wasn't around when he needed her. You know, he'd heard himself. He had stories, you know, he talked about like uh, actually one time in the house, you know, he had fallen, there was glass and he fell into the glass and uh, cut up his arm pretty bad. He ended up needing stitches later and his, he and his brother were trying to figure all that, you know, he, she just wasn't there and it was, and there was no one there to, you know, help at the time. And he felt guilty, even, I'm going to say, he felt ashamed that he felt angry, that there was like this anger at her. Do you, you know what I mean? So what was happening for him was that his anger was coming out with his kids. Uh, it was coming out elsewhere. He, you know, they would ask, um, his kids would ask for like more time with him. You know, he would do stuff. He was like coaching their teams. He's doing all these things. And the kids wanted more. And he would get really pissed. So he was having these angry blowups, but really it all related back to this other thing. So again, you know, getting some good therapy can help with this to really uncover what's happening so you can make sense of it. So you can really uh, work through what that is and understand that there's permission to feel that. There's permission to feel abandoned and alone and scared as a kid. Even though, again, intellectually we know these other things and it's not about blaming his mom it's about having an explanation for how he feels now so that's it that's our five I'm going to wrap up and say this you know there's a uh I'm probably going to massacre this but the there's a quote from the Buddha I always like and and, uh he says holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone right obviously it's you who gets burned and so learning why you're angry and what it's truly covering uh, is is the first step in moving toward a healthier emotional life. And But as you might imagine, there's other work to do. And I will tell you that that's why we're going to go deep into this forgiveness work soon. And I'm going to be talking to, uh, I have an interview with Dr. Robert Enright about, he's got incredible research and work up around forgiveness. And the first step he's going to talk about is in forgiving anyone is recognizing that you're angry. 
So we're off to a great start. Look at us. <laughs> so you're going to join me next week uh, with the man Time Magazine called the Forgiveness Trailblazer. And you're going to learn this next step in moving from your anger and resentment into forgiveness. Remember to come on over to the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. Sign up for the newsletter for all things Abby every week. A little inspiration, a little motivation, a little love, love in the inbox. And I do try to make them short. Uh, or short as I can so that I'm not rambling and you can really get a hit and move on and come on over and get your identifying your standards that kind of quick sheet so you can really identify your standards and keep those boundaries and that is it I love you I love you love you love you I'm really happy you're hanging out with me I so appreciate the reviews, the emails I get, the love, the shout outs. I, I, I read them all. I know I don't, I try to respond to all of them. Sometimes it takes me a minute, but I, it, oh, they, um, they really keep me going. So thank you. I love our relationship. I appreciate our relationship very, very much. Look at me. I'm going to cry again. I'm a crier. All right. I love you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I, I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the uh, shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.